0: Well, I'm sure glad you're joining me for another Serenity Break, where we take five to eight minutes and kind of pause and consider how to refresh our spirits in the middle of our busy day, or evening, or if you're a night owl, perhaps in the middle of the night. I want to talk with you about um, the unique, exclusive, and final word from God, and that is the person and work and teaching of Jesus Christ. We live in a world filled with noise, filled with um, voices, filled with people telling us what's going on, and we're not certain whether we can trust most of it. In fact, many of us have just given up trying to trust any of it. And so it's a very uh, precarious time in which we live now. Uh, Whether the topic is politics, or whether it's the economy, or nutrition, uh, there are just too many voices coming at us, and too many people telling us what is quote-unquote true. So, we as Christians have this glorious truth that Jesus is the exclusive, unique, and final word of the Father. And it's important. I want to remind you of that today. No matter where you're at, whether you're having a good day or whether you're having a bad day, uh, sometimes we can have bad days because we just get too complicated. We let life get too big and and it gets too much, even if it's just in our own minds, right? And so it's important for us to pause and as Christians remind ourselves of who we are in Christ and who he is to us. And so let me just read you Hebrews chapter 1, uh, a few verses here, beginning with verse 1. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom End quote. Jesus is the exclusive, unique, and final word from the Father. And I think we need to take that seriously these days. We need to recognize that we have a word from God, both incarnate and spoken, and also that spoken word is recorded within the text of Scripture. The problem comes, and the chaos and the confusion comes, when we start listening to too many people. We start listening to too many voices. We start listening to too many opinions. And before you know it, we are confused, and we're bewildered, and dismayed, and even despairing. So I want to encourage you today to go back to listening to Jesus, to seeking him in the text Of Scripture and moving away from this notion that somehow we must um, listen to everyone and try to weigh the balances or give everybody a fair fair hearing. One of the things that the disciples understood in their journey with Jesus is that they had their own historical, um, familial, uh, cultural background and religious training. Most of which, if not all of which, they had to overcome in order to be a faithful follower of Jesus Christ. That's how radical his teaching appeared to them. Now, Jesus' teaching was wholly in line with God's eternal purpose. It was wholly in line with what was revealed to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, and the prophets. So it was only radical to the ears of the disciples and to the rest of Judea and Israel because they had drifted so far away from it. But what I'm offering you today is the consolation. The consolation of knowing that you can set aside all the question marks. You can set aside all the... Um, and I'm not saying you shouldn't question God forbid. You should use critical thought, especially in these days. You should be discerning, especially in these days. What I am saying is that you must look to Christ and to him alone as the exclusive, unique, and final word from the Father. This was the folly of Israel. They didn't do that. They really thought that they had it down and that the Messiah would simply come to tell them how wonderful they are, and separate out their enemies and destroy them, and reward the righteous. But Jesus tells the um, uh, the religious leaders in John chapter five. He says this: <clears throat> "Very truly I tell you, the Son can do nothing by himself; he can only do what he sees the Father doing." Because whatever the Father does, the Son also does. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all he does. Yes, and he will show him even greater works than these, so that you will be amazed. For just as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, even so the Son gives life to whom he is pleased to give it. Moreover, the Father judges no one, but has entrusted all judgment to the Son, so that all may honor the Son, just as they honor the Father. Whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. Very truly I tell you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged, but has crossed from over from death to life. When Jesus spoke, he spoke as God, for God, with God. It was all the word that those people needed to hear. And had they been truly wise, they would have shoved aside everything else. They would have quieted the clamor of the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the Zealots and the Herodians and the Essenes and and the Romans and everybody else in that day. And they would have sought out Jesus and quietly sat at his feet and taken in the words. My words are spirit, and they are full of spirit, are life, and they are full of spirit, Jesus said, John six 63. Let's do that today. Let's do that for the rest of the day. Let's resolve our hearts to listen to Jesus, to focus on Jesus, and to make him our sole authority. We can listen to others, we may want to listen to others, and we must listen to others. But let's be careful to keep all of that in perspective and subject to the one who is uniquely, exclusively, and finally the Word of God. Amen? Amen.